0: I've known Shannon for well over a year now, and I've had the pleasure of having her help me untangle and reweave the threads of my own story. I learned so much from her, and I'm super happy to share her insights with you. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Critically Conscious Coach where coaches and consultants know the importance of deeply connecting with prospects, showing up in an authentic and joyful way, and inviting those people to become lifelong clients to exceed their sales goals. But most coaches are afraid to market themselves because they've been taught to use cookie-cutter marketing tactics and unethical sales approaches. When in reality, your prospect just wants a real emotional connection and amazing results. Therefore, get ready to unlearn and market yourself authentically through asking insightful questions, making better business decisions, practicing self-acceptance and doing sales the right way. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode on the Critically Conscious Coach. And that still feels so amazing to say. And actually, I almost said the old name. So there we go. I am super excited to welcome a guest, somebody I have known for over a year. And for anybody who's, this is their first episode, understand that this podcast is invite only. So the fact that I have the amazing Shannon Bussey here with me today says something about me, but it also says something about her. So I feel like, you know, we're both rubbing, you know, Good energy off on each other. Shannon, thank you so much for being here with me today.
1: I am delighted to be here. Always love having a conversation with you.
0: So, Shannon and I met um, through mutual acquaintances as well as some interaction on Clubhouse. And I've had the opportunity, just like she's been able to observe me and all of my changes over a year now, I've also gotten to watch her shift and change, but the core of her story has largely remained the same. And that is story. Yes. Amazingly so. So Shannon, I'm going to let you take it from there. Tell us a little bit about you and how you got to this point.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Ruthie. I appreciate that. I'm a story strategist. So my business, I help entrepreneurs, sometimes founders figure out what story they should be telling. And then that becomes the foundation or the backbone of their brand messaging so that they can create consistency across the different channels that they're using for marketing, but also to just be human, to show up real and authentic and in a way that can help create connections and resonance with the clients that they really want to serve. And I came to this place, like a lot of us, that there was a point in my life where something big was missing and I discovered that there was an entire toxic covert narrative that was being created, unknown to me. And when I discovered that, it kind of launched me into this place of needing to take a long, hard, deep look at who I was and what kind of impact I wanted to have on the world, what future I wanted to create for myself and for my children. And that was a long, hard road. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And I generally don't sugarcoat it because. It was tough. It was tough. And I don't want to convey to anybody that that was an easy switch or an easy path. It wasn't, but some amazing and beauty and knowledge and dedication came from that place. And those things, I wouldn't trade for the world because it has changed me on a fundamental level. It's changed the way I show up for clients. It's deepened my ability to kind of reach into their story and reflect to them how much strength they have and maybe the alignment that they didn't see before between who they are and what they do in their business. So that's kind of me in a nutshell and how I serve in the world.
0: And you've had an interesting, like even professional journey to get to this point where you're like, I'm doing story because you did other things before, right? I did. Yeah.
1: So I went to college and I have a degree in communications. And so that's where really my love of words and looking at what people were actually doing with the language that they were using, like that's where that started. And I remember just being fascinated by that. It's like, well, okay, I could listen to what you're saying, or I could listen to what you're saying and I could watch what that is doing in this relationship, in your life, in, you know, whatever place you're using that communication. And, you know, that my fascination of that just grew, but then I was a stay-at-home mom for a lot of years. And then I started a photography business and that was, you know, kind of my emergence from the stay-at-home mom world was, you know, into that and honoring the vulnerability that people had standing in front of your lens. I mean, that there, that's kind of becomes Sacred space almost where you really are able to see them and create pictures or visual stories Mm -hmm. that show them they are who they want to be and that the things that matter to them, you get to create pictures that they can put on their wall or put in an album. And from there, I kind of made my way a little bit into the speaking world and then into the funnel and marketing world. And that was where all of these things kind of became a tapestry where I always remember the day that I realized, oh my gosh, my red thread is story. It's what I've always done. It's what I did as a photographer, creating those visual stories, knowing where to stand and how to perceive and you know how to direct someone to tell the story that I wanted to tell in a photograph. And um, you know, with the marketing piece, it kind of brought in a strategy. Writing is something that I've done since I was a kid and have absolutely loved. And so it was such a relief. Have you ever been at that place where you're feeling so many shoulds and coulds in your business? And then you finally get to that place where you're like, I get to let all of that go because this is where I want to serve. Like this is how all of my gifts and all of my talents and all of my passions come to one place. This is the piece that I care about helping people with. All the rest of it." (laughs) go to someone else, you know, outsource that. But the story piece, that is my zone of genius. And it's what I love serving in best of all. I
0: will tell you, yes, I have been in that place. I think I have just started like backing up my car a little bit and pulling out of that place. So that's good news. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, honestly, I've been there more than once in terms of thinking about my own journey and, and how I got to where I am. I think I've been there more than once. Honestly. So we'll see.
1: I think a lot of people are. It you know, the stories that are told that make entrepreneurship sound like a really linear linear journey, they don't serve people because it's just not the reality most of the time. No. It's there's winding paths, you backtrack, you you know, hit a dead end and you have to turn around and start over. It's a winding journey.
0: We look like a toddler scribble is what we look like. <laughs> yeah. Right. I should take some pictures of some of the scribbles that have now found themselves places on my walls and we can use them for marketing some of this, this this episode because that's what we look like.
1: Yeah, right? Like here's your path. Here's your journey. It's not always the rags to riches. It's not always the hero's journey. It's like yeah, a jumbled mess of crayon drawing on the wall. I love that image. <laughs>
0: So you have been through so much transformation, not just, you know, professionally, but also personally, as many of us have, I think, you know, in different ways, even just stretching, you know, my perspective all the way back to COVID uh, starting. But what do you think is the most important thing you've learned in, let's say, the last 12 months?
1: I would have to say that, being able to get to a place of neutrality, not in terms of emotion so much, but in terms of judgment of both myself and other people was pivotal. It's all too easy in today's world to get sucked into emotional reactivity, right? There's a lot of keyboard warriors out there and it's really easy. Like you're just itching to correct them. (laughs) And- recognizing that not only are there intentionally manipulative tactics that are being used to get you to that place where you're itching to respond and correct and share your opinion with someone, it doesn't help anything. And so, you know, recognizing that those tactics are out there, they don't have to suck you in. Um, You know, you can let Their circus and their monkeys stay in their little zone, and you can, you know, just be focused on yours. But so, neutrality in terms of, okay, A, I don't really care if your statement is inaccurate or if I agree with it. I choose not to engage, but also recognizing that we all bring responsibility to all of these interactions, whether, you know, they're interpersonally in our lives or in our business relationships. It's never just, one person that has responsibility for an interaction, it's very much a joint venture. And that neutrality can get us to a place where we can assess in ways that we can't when we're stuck in emotional reactivity. And it allows us to get curious and dig deeper and ask, where did this come from? Like, you're not responsible for me being triggered right now. I am undeniably triggered, but I get to look at what's causing that what i'm bringing to that equation and then i can choose something different. and so that puts us in a place like if we're talking in terms of interactions or even narratives like what story do you want to tell? we can get to that place of empowerment and choice and i can say okay, who am i? what narrative am i creating? what do i need to do right now so that i am actually writing that story and someone else isn't, you know, just pulling my puppet strings, but there's there's power. There's power in neutrality and curiosity and choice.
0: I like that. Something I've been talking about, it's funny, it came up over on TikTok. We were talking about how you should avoid letting your delivery distract from your message. And that, I think, is some of that emotional reactivity because sometimes we say something and it's not... So I don't want to say right or wrong exactly, but it's not that our message wouldn't have been received, but for the way we delivered it. And so I've had some, you know, you know me, I always like to like pick apart and examine situations and stuff, which is something I've been doing on TikTok. Every time some drama rolls around, I will pick it apart on TikTok. And I had some people come into my comments and they were like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, like you seriously came all the way over here to me (laughs) to be like that. But I was like, no, no, this is fine. And so because it was my video, right? I was like, okay, I'll address this. And I focused on my message and did my very best to kind of not strip the emotion, but to present a more even keeled emotional state in my message. So that way the delivery was what it was. Right. And every single person up to that point, had not been able to see the other perspectives in a debate that was going on amongst authors. And they left my post saying, oh, I see that perspective now. And I was like, okay, cool. Even if they had it, even if they hadn't, that would have been fine,
1: but they did. And that's huge. Like that bridging, right? That bridging of perspectives, that ability to step outside of the way you perceive something and kind of see it from someone else's point of view is really valuable. And unfortunately, it seems like it's getting harder and harder to come by in today's world. We just want to, you know, share our quick opinion and then be done, but being able to sit with someone else's perspective, especially, especially if it challenges ours or if it threatens ours, you know, there's always something to be discovered there, and you know getting to that place of you know middle ground but i do feel like i need to put a little caveat here because there are unfortunately all too many people out in the world that are like manipulation is their game and they are communicating in a way specifically designed to manipulate people and to mani- manipulate emotions and manipulate narrative and you know, like there's nothing trying to spend time to get to that place where you understand their perspective. Like, no, that's a situation where a boundary is much more likely to, you know, create a space of, of being able to create something. So boundaries are super, super important. And knowing that, you know, you can absolutely put them in place and just realize that some roads are not roads that you will ever choose to walk on. And that's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with those mental <laughs> yeah. contortions that you try to go through to justify something. Like you don't have to justify anybody else's thing, you know. And and understanding does not equate acceptance. And I think that's something a lot of people also confuse. Is like just because I can understand your perspective yeah. does not mean that I agree with it or accept it. I can hold both at, in my mind at the same time. I can understand why you feel the way that you feel and why you believe what you believe. And that probably makes our conversations richer and deeper. But that doesn't mean that just by understanding your perspective, my own perspective has somehow, you know, transformed itself into yours. And I think that that is something that also gets in the way. It's like, just because you can understand why one of my favorite ones is, is, you know, you can understand why somebody murdered somebody else does not mean that you're like, yeah, murder's fine murder fucked across the board. You definitely were supposed to murder that person. No, I can understand why you murdered that person. That doesn't mean I don't think you shouldn't go to jail though.
1: Right. Absolutely. That, um, yeah. So listening and understanding does not always lead to acceptance and an obligation to adopt that point of view. Absolutely.
0: Okay. All right. Whew, we're having too much fun already. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are the main ways that you help clients? Right? So we're saying story and that's all well and good. And you you did touch on some of it, but I know you have like a, f- like very, very fleshed out, like approach that I've had the, like the wonder and amazing experience of having gone through at least some of it. So if you could just share with everybody who's listening, what are the main ways you help clients?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I love to go into other people's communities and teach a presentation and then do some laser coaching. That's one of my, you know, favorite ways to, you know, kind of branch out and help a lot of people and, you know, through that. And then I also have a workshop that's specifically designed to help people create their brand story so that they have that foundation for their business. And I have a right with you service that I do. So like in a matter of two hours, if people come to me with the right pieces, we actually sit together on zoom and we put together their brand story and it's co-writing. So they walk away from that with a finished brand story that they can go, you know, implement. And I'm toying with some group programs, but I'm not ready to reveal those yet, but it will help Mm -hmm. people create a story vault. So In addition to their brand story, which is kind of their main marketing message, they would create a vault of other stories that they can use for podcast guesting, for emailing, for blogging, for um, social media, for all these different you know ways that they can use story. And then I also offer one-on-one done-for-you services. So I'll sit down and have a lengthy story interview intake process where I kind of get elbow deep in somebody's life and business. And I take all the notes, so they love it. They just get to sit there and answer my questions and tell me their stories. And I take all the notes and then I take those and I create a story-based messaging mm-hmm. system
0: for them and then deliver it to them.
1: All done and ready to plug into their marketing machine or give to their team.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so so just to be clear, that one program, Right With You, that's W-R-I-T-E, right? <laughs> yes. But you are also doing it right with them.
1: Ah, yes, that's clever. I, I never put those together. Thank you.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. That is hella clever. As soon as I heard it, my brain was like, wait wait a second. Pause. (laughs) Right with you because I'm right with you. I'm right with (laughs) you. I like that. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love it. It was meant to be. Okay. What is, and this is one of my favorite questions to ask because it's that, you know, 30,000 foot view type of question, but I like to just dig into the feelings of that, that hope and eagerness for the future. So what's your grand vision for your business's impact on the world? Leave it
1: to you to ask me a question that sends my mind in a lot in a million different directions. My grand vision is that I want to impact hundreds of thousands of lives, millions of lives. Um, I want to show people that there is an alternative way for them to view their story, the narrative they're creating with their life, that they can look at their past and not just feel like they're a victim to it or that they survived it. And that's all there is. I want to show them that they can dig deep there and they can find the strength that they can be who they want to be. They can find the evidence that they already are who they want to be. And then they get to take that story and they get to use it in a way that fills the space that they're serving in, that connects to the people that they want to help. It just, it broadens their, their vision, I guess, of what their life and what their story is possible um, of doing.
0: That's amazing. And I love that because that's a lot of our reality is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. And sometimes those stories are small, but it's also the stories we tell about ourselves that are big and the ways that we reflect. And, you know, having had the opportunity to work with you myself, it was wonderful how you were able to help me pull together what initially felt like very disparate pieces of my story. And you helped me kind of find a, a common theme Amongst them, especially, you know, from my perspective at the time being like, it feels like for when I talk to civilians, right, that my story started in 2015. (laughs) That's how it always felt at that time, because that was when I got out of the military. That was when I became the stay at home mom for a while. That was when I worked as an employee with a regular nine to five. Before that, though, it felt like my story was just so unrelatable for People like they thought it was cool. They're like, oh, okay, that's cool. But like it wasn't relatable because it was so outside of their experience. And so working with you helped me change that. And that was amazing because it was such, you know, it was an incredibly formative time for my personality and, and, you know, who I am even to this day. But I just, it, I struggled so much to share it, which then impeded my own ability to show up authentically in the spaces where I wanted to be. So
1: yeah and i'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that because it is hard for most people. You're too close to your story. You're trying to hold in your head all of these emotions and details and memories and you know all of everything and try to put that into a you know a two dimensional format in a story is really, really hard. Story work is not something that I ever recommend someone does alone. You need that other person to reflect back. and when I work with clients, I think seeing those threads and seeing how there are themes that connect your experience to the experiences that your clients are having or wanting is one of my most important jobs. And it's actually one of my favorite things to do is, I, and I don't know why that is definitely an intuitive gift. It's not something that I learned through um, any program or any certification, but I can see the ways that stories overlap and Connect and kind of kind of pull out the emotions that are similar, you know, even if the top level details are not similar.
0: Yeah, and that's what you did for me. So for anybody listening, that was just, uh, I think, a wonderful primer on Shannon and her a bit about how her mind works and the way that she approaches work. And I just found it to be such a like she held the space, and it was just so full of compassion and acceptance. From the get-go. And that was just such an amazing place to kind of untangle and then reweave the, the different threads of my story as I looked at how I would be able to share it with people. So definitely we've got her links down in the show notes. I highly recommend that you connect with her. She creates amazing content and then that's will help you, you know, not miss when she does any announcements about any future workshops or any future offerings that she's making. And you'll definitely want to stay tuned because her next episode is going to be awesome. Because we're going to talk about story and ethics and marketing in her next episode. So, thank you, Shannon, so much for joining me today. This
1: was so fun. I loved being here. Thank you, Ruthie.
0: (laughs) Did you enjoy that tangent we went on about remaining neutral and not letting your delivery distract from your message? Talking with Shannon is always like that. And I'm glad you got to get a little peek today. What do you think of Shannon's entrepreneur journey? Leave us a voice message on the home page of www.defythestatusquo.com using our SpeakPipe widget.